Talking about what's new with Los Angeles Clippers There's always so much to discuss Let's jump right in It's LA Clips Forum It's LA Clips Forum with Jesse and Brian Welcome to the LA Clips Forum. My name is Brian Andrew. I'm here with my co-host Jesse Sandoval. What's up, guys? How's it going? And we have a special guest. the Probably the extension of the Shield. The extension of the LA Clips Forum. Rear Trent Medix, how you doing? Thank you so much for having me. I am uh, living the dream, I guess. You know, it's Saturday afternoon, and uh, I get to podcast with two friends. So, what, what yeah. more can you ask for? Yeah, it's 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 an all right it's an all right thing to do, right? I was gonna I, say better friends. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you guys, you guys are terrific. I, I feel like Trent has taken. He's a very polarizing Twitter Clippers Twitter person, and since maybe the last time he's been on our podcast. Oh yeah, yeah, always. So, yeah, always. I pre- I appreciate what you what you do for the Clippers Twitter and defending the players that deserve to be defended. I, I try. I actually try to defend pretty much everybody. Uh, I, I did catch some some guff for uh, basically trying to tamp down expectations on Jason Preston. Everybody's telling me, oh, this kid's the point guard of the future. I'm like, okay, great, but he hasn't played a single game yet. It's like, yeah, like I'm optimistic that he could be the backup point guard, but until we see it, like there's plenty of draft prospects that Absolutely. we've had that just didn't pan out. Did not pan out, but we when those... wanted him to so bad. This is yeah. pro- this is the same situation, but the guy hasn't gotten a chance yet. We want to see him on the floor. Yeah. Oh, I want to see him on the floor. And it, worst worst case scenario, he's gonna be really good for a G League team next year if there's just not enough minutes for him. But that's worst case scenario. I, he's yeah. gonna get reps either with the big club or or AC next year. That's for sure. And uh, yeah. hopefully he shows out. I, I've got high hopes for him. He's a smart guy, and that's the a number one thing that you want out of a point guard. And uh, apparently he's put on about twenty pounds of muscle. He looks like a totally oh, yeah. guy he that he did really in good. summer league. So hey. How you doing, Jesse? It's been a week since we last podcasted, and it's and last time it was the day after the Clippers season ended. So how you doing, Jesse? Oh, I'm doing pretty good. Um, just enjoying the weekend, right? <laughs> just no pressure, no stress. Just no <laughs> pressure, no stress. Yeah, I mean, I, you're no longer dealing with uh, heartache losses now. I mean, I guess some people are reeling from it, but for the most part, I've kind of have uh, basically. I don't know, unwind from that whole mm-hmm. stress situation. So now I'm just enjoying the playoffs. Yeah, I, I'll. So to go behind the curtain a little bit, I got some dental work done literally like an hour ago. So I'm gonna I'm gonna sound really bad at certain po- certain points of this podcast, and then sometimes I'm gonna sound fine. I might bite my tongue off. I don't know. And so the dentist office has like a little TV screen. So you can watch TV while they're doing dental work. It's really tough. And I had my glasses on. So if like my glasses got out of place, I was just screwed. I just couldn't watch the TV at that point anymore. (laughs) But there's nothing more unpleasant than watching Luca create separation (laughs) and then score three while while the dentist is drilling like holes in your teeth. (laughs) There's just like you want to fidget, you want to get frustrated. Because even even though like I'm not a big jazz fan. But I'm also probably a bigger non-Luca fan after two years. You know, I bet you if we didn't play Luca those two years, I probably wouldn't care. 
If he was in the Easter Conference, I'm pretty sure we wouldn't care about yeah, him. Yeah, if he stayed on the Hawks and we had to play Trey Young the last <laughs> two years with Dallas, I'm sure we would we would dislike Trey Young. Feel but, the same way, yeah. So <laughs> it's 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 just one of those things, right? And um, so I'm watching this, and I'm, I'm it's like you get really frustrated with a player after playing him so much, and now I'm watching him. I'm like, I really hope the Jazz figure this out. Um, but I'm watching the game right now. It's in the fourth quarter. This is about this little section of the podcast is about to be out of date. So I'm going to try not to say the scores or anything. Um, but Trent, how, so how we haven't talked to you. Well, we have talked to you, but the podcast world hasn't talked to you about the end of the season with the Clippers and how it went. What are your thoughts? So it's been what, eight days since the final play in day game loss. Um, this is, this feels exactly like, uh, freshman year of high school breaking up with your first serious girlfriend mm-hmm. and the first eight days you're just a wreck you know uh it's it's over i'm never going to be happy again mm-hmm. when is the pain <laughs> gonna stop? <laughs> when, does, when does school start again so i can try to meet new people and it's like six months away right now and you're just like uh and then you wake up the, that eighth day today and it's just like eh, well you know what it's okay i learned something i feel mm-hmm. better for it i'm a better person for having loved this team the way i loved it and it's not a permanent breakup they're coming back yeah so i i was heartbroken crestfallen because i really feel like we should have been in the playoffs even if it was just to, to lose in the first round you know just the to get more reps for these the 25 and under crew mm-hmm. would have been huge uh, just the way it all went down with Paul George contracting COVID the morning of the final game. Oh, it doesn't get more so clippers painful. than that, right? <laughs> it really like, doesn't. I, I think we should have all expected something Friday morning, right? We should have been like, all right, so what what's it going to be? And then like the tip off happened, like, huh, I guess nothing happened. That was I, that was basically like our season summarized in one game or <laughs> one day, right? Yeah. Like, yeah, I've got get, my alert. I've got my Twitter alerts for Woj on because you know I guess that's what we do as basketball fans. And I see the Woj tweet, and it's like Paul George is in health and safety protocols. Pops up on my phone while I'm eating breakfast, and oh. I'm just like, "Son of a damn!" <laughs> yeah. I thought I was like, hopefully the worst thing will be you know, okay, Luke can't play again because his hammy's not right. But we've still yeah. got PG. It'll still be, oh, Woj, you bastard. <laughs> and, and for that one day, I really disliked the Pelicans. And then I got over it fast when I realized they're playing the Suns. And I really don't like the Suns. It was Fair like, okay, well, you know what? I hope Brandon Ingram goes out there and does the exact same thing he did against us. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, me and you, see, we're, we're adults and we're good friends. So we could disagree on things and still come together and have a podcast. Me and you slightly disagree on Tyloo's fourth quarter decisions in that Pels game. Would you like yeah. to elaborate on your take? Yeah, I was really hard on Ty because after the fourth quarter of both games for staying small as long as he did, but especially against the Pels, we were just getting murdered on the boards by Larry Nance Jr. And Zoo, play your big man. Come on, dude. He's been so important all season long to just see him sit, ride the pine for the entire second half. He wasn't even bad in the first half. 
He was just okay. Mm-hmm. But you had to buy those guys rest. You had to buy those guys rest. They were so out of gas with five minutes to play. I don't know. I just think that there were some rotation choices that were made in the second half of that, that last playing game that were uh, you mm-hmm. know, questionable. Uh, and, you know, we've, we've talked it out. Yeah. Yes. We, we, we he wrote the guys that, that he quote unquote feels like got him there. But at the same time, he didn't have to close with zoo, but if he'd have gotten him, you know, two minutes at the end of the third and three minutes at the beginning of the fourth, we probably would have been looking at the same score line with the last five minutes to play. But those guys that were on the court with the last five minutes would have more gas in the tank. Yeah. So, we, I, I just felt like he had to ride those guys out, but uh, I see what you're saying or halfway through the week. Me and you had to drop the boxing gloves and and like wipe the blood off our brows and just hug it <laughs> out. Jesse had to break us up, and uh, and we're, we're we're good. We're good now. Uh, I fight dirty too, so I feel bad about that. <laughs> yeah, it's all, it's, all good. It's, it's all good. I have to go to the eye doctor now, but it's fine. <laughs> we're all we're all good friends. I've been told that my uh, yeah my fighting style is somewhere between a uh, junkyard dog and a seventeen year old girl. Uh, so okay. I was fingernails. I'll bite the, you. Yeah. It's go yeah, it's, time. Yeah. That, <laughs> I, those, those, those scars will love hardcore. Yeah. Hardcore. Just, just, he's like, this is enough guys. This is enough. It's he's going to attack you on social media. Just <laughs> 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 We're all good now. We're all yeah. friends. Um, so I feel like how long did it take? Was it 48 hours? Maybe 36 or so maybe just a little bit more than two days all of a sudden we get like a Woj uh bomb a couple days after the season ended i thought we were gonna have a nice calm like at least couple months before we get into like free agency trades the draft and all that i thought we're gonna like all right clippers news it's just not gonna happen we're good and then all of a sudden, it's already coming out that Marcus Morris is going to be explored, I guess, or used for trade. I, I don't know how to exactly. It was, a, it was such a strange verbiage that they were yeah. like thinking about using his contract as a way to upgrade the team. And it's like, OK, that means they're considering trading him in some facet. So it was really odd. I think it was Bleacher Report that put it out. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe, maybe it was Bleacher Report. Maybe it wasn't Woj. It was and, right away. Yeah, it was right away. Like it was freaky. I think Woes retweeted it or something, maybe. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, they, they said it in a way like they're gonna use his contract, which means it sounds like it's gonna be part of a package, or right. or they're just going to trade him for another player that is worth what is he making now? 15 Six, mil next 16. 16. So how first of all, how would you feel if the Clippers did trade him? Uh, we've in our private chat, we've kind of covered this that it's this is going to suck no matter yeah. what the outcome is. We've got three guys that are basically going to be fighting for two positions, and those three guys are Marcus Morris, who's been with us for two and a half years, uh, Nicholas Batum, who's been with us for two years, and Robert Covington, who came over and blew the doors off of the. the this team yeah. for two months and it's like we there's only 48 minutes at this position every game right and we're looking at three guys who are probably going to take most of because when Kawhi comes back he's gonna be the the wing that's on the floor 30 plus minutes a game and then you still have to find minutes for guys like Terrence 
you'd like to say, we're going to re-sign Amir and get him a few minutes here and there. But it's like, man, this, the pie keeps getting smaller and smaller. Mm-hmm. So I just feel like someone's going to have to be moved or we're just going to have a bunch of unhappy dudes. Or, which is like, we've had this discussion, like, resign everybody, bring the whole team back, and then we just go into ultimate load management. And <laughs> like, Kawhi, you're playing 55 games. PG, you're playing 55 games. Reggie, you're playing 60 games. Yeah. Go down the list. And it's like, you're taking these days off. You're taking these days off. And then you just kind of maneuver it around so that, hey, everybody's going to play twice a week. Yeah, you, you could do something like that. Um, Is it a possibility? Yeah. Is yeah. It, I don't know how you survive an 82 game schedule without getting knocks and, and injuries. The, the, the idea is just not to lose your two all NBA guys for a combined 130 games. That's what we want to shoot for next year. Right. The reason why I think he should stay is I don't know if we're going to necessarily get an upgrade in for him. Maybe we do get a better point, not a better point guard in terms of like someone better than Reggie, but at least a backup, or maybe we get a backup center if we lose heart. But my take has been this is an injury prone team just bring everybody back and and then we'll figure it out when the playoffs come in terms of who gets minutes and to be honest if we're winning in the playoffs i don't think anyone's really going to care that they're not playing um i i drank a nice cold glass of dip juice when uh we made the norman powell trade and i was like well we'll probably trade robert cummington the next week or so and then now i'm saying that i think he should possibly be the starting power forward or the starting four on our team next season so uh, Jesse, what what are your thoughts on if we had to possibly move Morris? Uh, you know, Marcus Morris, um, he's that guy when you need him, he shows up at times. Um, and you love him when he's on your team, and you hate him when he's on the other, when he's on the other team. If we do trade him, I just don't want him on the West Coast. I want him somewhere on the East Coast, <laughs> away <laughs> from sense. us. You know, we don't want we don't want Pat Bev repeat here. But uh, yeah. I was totally in the and I'm totally in the camp of what Trent brought up with you know just running it back because we haven't seen this team run it with the star players. It's been built around. Yeah, it's a great mm-hmm. point. Yeah, uh, and the guys on like Locked On mentioned that you don't. There's no, you know requirement to make a trade before the season starts you could play you could go into the season having brought everybody back and then make an adjustment before the deadline right that's a possibility you know that maybe like okay well we we don't have enough minutes for this guy and we feel like we can upgrade our backup here you know maybe then you make the trade so there's so many options on the table i i I also i also believe sorry jesse for cutting you off is uh batum is also someone that I feel like could play 10 to 12 minutes a night, most nights, and then still, and then randomly go in when we need to play a little small against like, what you say we're playing the 76ers and we need someone to guard and bead. So we put Batum out there and then he plays 25 minutes. But I think like for most nights, we could still manage his minutes. Uh, the situation is a little different because we have a longer off season too. Most people are getting rest. So if there's any nagging injuries, hopefully they're resolved. Last year, or last before last season, or around the beginning of last season, I got really frustrated with Marcus Morris, right? Because I was like, you had a whole offseason to figure out this knee thing. If it was bad, why weren't we aware that it was bad? And why are you playing the first two games? I was more frustrated with the situation than I was with Marcus Morris, but it came off that, you know, now Marcus Morris hates me probably because I know he listens to the pod. So, uh, what were you going to say, Jesse? Sorry. 
I mean, I can I can see why Clippers would want to explore it, especially since we he ended on a high note uh, with the organization, uh, especially this season. I mean, his stock his stock's pretty high right now, so yeah, I can off. see I, I can see why you want to explore it. Yeah, he's coming off a twenty seven point game, like that's the last game he played. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Even- what did he average like 18 points? I think it was over the course of the season 15, but I think 15. like if you if you look at like you know deep into the the, the stats, it's probably like certain games 18 certain point uh, two yeah. point <laughs> 15 points and two blow buys. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. I'll <laughs> be honest some... with you, like if it wasn't his his I don't want to say effort because I think effort's kind of like rude, but like hit the way he played defense this year. I don't know if he was trying to conserve energy or maybe he just truly lost a step. And since I don't, I'm not quite sure about that. Cause if, if someone told me it's like, well, he's conserving energy for offense, then I would have been like, fine next year. I expect him to play a little tougher on defense because mm-hmm. he doesn't need to do that all on offense anymore. But I don't know. Since I don't really know that to me right now, I feel like now he's just exclusively an offensive player when we got him to be kind of a three and D guy. It's, it's going to be one of those situations where I think the front front office is going to be watching, looking, maybe kicking the tires here and there, but I don't think they're going to be super aggressive anywhere. I think they're going to hang out, wait in the weeds, see if they can pull the trigger on a crazy deal like they did with the trailblazers where essentially we policed them for two guys who are starters. Yeah. You know, how we pulled that deal off beyond me. And the fact that they did it a week before the trade deadline tells me that they were like kicking around another deal, maybe something for CJ McCollum. We'd heard smoke about that. And then the trailblazers were like, well, we want a lot more Then maybe Lawrence Frank just, went, well, what do you think of this Norm Powell guy? You know, yeah. maybe we can get him and then mm-hmm. everything falls into place. Keeping in mind, trailblazers are looking to basically wipe their books completely clean. So that Eric Bledsoe contract was a huge get for them. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if Eric Bledsoe goes back to L.A. for a different team. Uh, we'll see. We'll see if they could. Because I, I think Eric Bledsoe is still worth more than the vet men at this point. So we'll see. Uh, I yeah. do too. It's, it's kind of tough because I feel like, keep in mind, at the beginning of this last season, we were in a situation where I think Batum was out probably with health and safety protocols. And I think Morris was out with his knee thing still. I could be wrong about that. Or Morris was out with health and safety protocols and Batum was out with like an ankle situation. Something of those. It was December. I remember. All of that happened in the first two months. Yeah. So, so, and then I, I remember we were chatting. It was like, they don't really have another four to step up. And Amir Coffey stepped up, but he's really more of a wing who could play the three and stuff like that coffee really proved that he's kind of positionless and that's perfect you kind of need that utility guy and that's why i do believe we should resign him especially if for whatever reason we move on and get somebody else so a lot of people give zoo a lot of slack for his i get for for the team's rebounding issues that i don't necessarily think fall on him because i believe he boxes his guy out he, he puts himself in position, and then nobody gets the weak sign rebound unless Luke Kennard's in the game. This is uh, true. Uh, so, and maybe Terrence Mann, right? Uh-huh. Uh, so we've all floated the idea, even on this podcast at certain points, but like really recently, is 
getting a four who could also rebound. That's the dream, man. Yes. That's the dream. <laughs> Do you feel that's still necessary if we bring Paul George and Kawhi back? I don't think it's necessary per se. I would say that if you have Paul George and Kawhi Leonard on the court at the same time, zoo boxing out the other big is going to be huge. It wasn't like when we went into these games and we got out rebounded by 20, it was all coming from the center position. Mm-hmm. It was forwards just murdering us on the boards. Uh, zoo gets plays a lot of drop coverage and he ends up challenging pick and roll jump shooters. And then he's out of rebounding position. It's about the way we use him with Kawhi and PG. Everything changes. Mm-hmm. Everything changes with defenders that good at point of attack, and they have that nose for the ball that all great players do. So I don't think it's necessary, but I wouldn't be against it. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's my southern boy in me. <laughs> but it would have to be. But it would have to be a four who is like a legit board monster. So, so what I just heard right now is that you want Rudy Gobert. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <a> four. <laughs> Four. Well, 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 let's get into that then. Let's get into he that. Wants, he wants because, to do that. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to hear Trent. I just... <laughs> so, so we're not going to name names, but even Locked On Clips, right? Locked On Clippers have even mentioned that, you know, Rudy Gobert's name has floated around their Twitter questions and yep. floated around Twitter. So they brought it up more than once this week uh, about Rudy Gobert possibly joining the team. So yeah. we we all have our we all have our stance on that. We all think we're all probably against it. But I'm going to challenge you right now, Trent, and I want you <laughs> and I want you to come up with a few positives on why if we got Rudy Gobert, how that could help us. <laughs> He's going to look good in our jersey. He's oh okay. You think he'd look? Uh, you think you think the nice with the red and blue scene? I have to get on board with. A guy wearing our jersey. That's the positive. I have to. Okay. I have to bury the hatchet and get over it, get past, even if I hate the guy, even if we made a silly trade for, you know, I don't know, Rajon Rondo. I have to say, okay, he's Rondo, who I've spent an entire career hating, got traded for my man, Lou Will, the underground goat. (laughs) And now he's wearing my uniform. And I got to admit, it's the best he's ever looked. Yep. But at the same time, he played like crap. I wanted him to play well. Uh, Rudy would shore up a couple things, sure. Mm-hmm. But you got to look at asset management and how much money, how much production you're getting for the money. His contract, four remaining years, over 150 mil left on it, is going to be at least two years of dead money. He turns 30 two months from now. And yeah. if we know anything about modern big man, once you hit 30, your production just nosedives. Mm-hmm. Look at DeAndre Jordan. He mm-hmm. was with us till he was 29. The instant he left and started wearing other people's jerseys, his production pew, fell off. Speaking Dwight of Howard, the, speaking once of he DeAndre, hit 29, yeah. once he hit 30, everything fell off. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I'm just saying. Speaking of DeAndre, Rudy Gobert is another center who tries to catch the ball with the back of his hands every time he's thrown <laughs> to him. <laughs> Wild. <laughs> You're right. Like, uh, Jesse, I'm going to challenge you. Name a positive of what Rudy Gobert could bring to this team. Um, there isn't. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm going to have to cut <laughs> this. I, I've thought. Uh, I, I guess the, uh, him and Batum can can click, right? Fellow Frenchman. There you go. Um, Multiple French speakers. 
when they, when they go play in the FIBA championships, they could ride ride on the plane together from Los Angeles. Is that what you're saying? It's like, all right, you know. Yeah, but I feel like Batum doesn't even want to be friends with them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, so I'm gonna I'm gonna I'll do it then because I've thought about this. I it would be it would be dumb of me as a host to challenge you guys and then not have anything to say on my end. Which you know what hasn't. I, it's not like I haven't done that before, but I'm just gonna. I, <laughs> I um, if Ty Lu can get Rudy Gobert to buy in to the fact that he does not necessarily need to rim protect every defensive possession, I don't think it would be a terrible fit. The reason why Rudy Gobert gets blasted on is because he catches himself in this weird island where he's in between trying to protect the rim and then also close out on the three-point shooter. If you could just get Rudy Gobert to buy into the fact that you might have to switch on players you're not comfortable with, and as long as you stay in front of them and force them to shoot a shot that maybe is not that great, I think it would be fine. Zoo's bought in on this. This is why we like Zoo. Zoo has bought in on the fact that he might get switched on a point guard and he, he'll, he'll accept the challenge. If we, if Tyloo could get Rudy Gobert to, and then the fact, and if if Rudy Gobert could buy into the fact that there's going to be moments in the playoffs where you're just not playing, I don't mm-hmm. care how much money you're making, you can't diva up, you can't be a diva about it. You have to be okay with the fact that we're going to play Kawhi, PG, Norman Powell, Robert Cummington, and probably Reggie Jackson or something out there, maybe Batum, and we'll just go all wings. Rudy Gobert would have to be okay with that. You have to buy in and, and, and understand that you have to trust your teammates. And I don't think yeah. that happens in Utah. I think that that's one of their biggest problems is that they don't trust each other on defense. Mm-hmm. And that leaves him in a position where he's like, because I don't trust everybody, I have to protect everything at once. And that's where he gets himself yeah. in trouble. Yeah. I think, I think for me is that defensively at the five, I th- he will be an upgrade, but it's not of a huge uh, leap and bound upgrade, right? And so he does nothing for us offensively. Yeah, yeah, I he, get that. He just, yeah. So, and when you become a liability with that huge amount of con- with that huge contract, I don't know how I feel about that in the playoffs. And one of Zoo's things is he's always taken out of position, mm-hmm. and that's when he doesn't get. If Rudy Gobert is taken out of position too, he's not going to get these rebounds as well. Yeah. So right. it, it's the same thing. It's just, do you want the same issues you had with Zoo? with maybe a tiny increase on certain things on the box score, which I think a lot of people are box score watching with, with Zoo a little yeah. bit, yeah. is like, all right, maybe Rudy Gobert gets two to three more blocks a game. Maybe he gets two to three more rebounds. Maybe he, I don't know, scores a few more points. Maybe he shoots a higher percentage at the basket because all he does is dunk. Like, But the thing is, he is making 30-plus mil more than Zoo at this moment. I understand Zoo might get a new contract. And then we'll have our thoughts when that happens. Hopefully, in my opinion, hopefully it's not the 15 million a year. Hopefully it's around 10-ish, 10 to 12-ish. But if you if you have a chance to get 15, you take 15, right? I like, give him the full, I give him the full four for 61. You'd give him the full okay. Why? I give him the full money. Because that that contract in four years is gonna look brilliant. <laughs> and then at the end of those four years, you can look at him and say, We were all in on you then. We can't afford to keep going at this rate now. At that point, he's going to be 29. His production will start going down. 
you start talking to him about taking less money and, and a smaller role on the team. And if he's been a, basically a clipper for life, don't count the Laker times. Don't count him. He's been great <laughs> since he's been here. I, I'll never think of him as anything other than a clipper. I want the guy to retire. Mm, yeah. He's such a great vibes guy. Everybody loves him. He works his tail off. They just need to get into his head that he needs to get mean a little bit every once in a while and, you know, be Zangief from Street Fighter. The the one thing that if for whatever reason we brought in... <laughs> it was a Gobert, deep cut, bro. Yeah, it was a deep cut. <laughs> the, if there's one thing about Gobert, and it's not it's less about Gobert but more about the Clippers, is if it got to the point where it's like the final year of Gobert's contract, I wouldn't be surprised if Ballmer's just like, we'll just pay him out. And like we have the owner that wouldn't mind doing that if it meant the team would be better for it. Um, it doesn't yeah. matter. It's, even if you buy the guy out, the money's still on your books. Right. And so. then, and then um, another another thing to to consider is, I don't think the Clipper fans understand this. That if for whatever reason in this window, like if we got Gobert or if we just got anybody who's worth that contract, if it doesn't happen in this one to maybe two year window two years is being generous Probably uh two. one to two year window and i'm not talking about the pg Kawhi window i'm just talking about the window with this core guys that will eventually have to figure out what to do with all these contracts if we don't figure it out then at the end of it if pg and Kawhi are not happy with the team and they decide to peace out we'll probably be stuck with a year of just norman powell and rudy gobert and rudy gobert will be like 34 35 years old at that point <laughs> so like and the thing is what a lot of clipper fans don't realize because i've watched some bad clippers basketball i'm sure you have trent i know jesse has mm-hmm. is what what we take i think the, the fan base takes for granted at this point is that every year it's competitive clippers basketball yeah. we're not looking we're not watching college basketball on the side looking at who's the next lottery guy we're not doing That's that right we're watching Clippers basketball because we at least know that we'll watch something in April. That's somewhat meaningful, whether it was the play in this year or the playoffs. And eventually at some point, these things don't last forever. And we'll eventually have what would be a soul crushing year for this fan base. And hopefully we could keep it going after the PG quiet is over and the transition is not that bad. And getting someone like Rudy Gobert could really destroy that. <laughs> like Basically, Lakers, it would put yeah, it would put it in the vice and just start drinking it down. Uh, yeah, the Lakers are dealing with the same thing. Where we all mock the Lakers for taking in a bad contract yeah. and destroying the flexibility to have with the roster, and then our fan base is trying to say like, "Well, we got Rudy Gobert." The only person, and this will be a podcast for Jake, is James Harden. You know. So, so uh, <laughs> uh, but I'm, but you know, I'm also okay if we don't get them, you know, because we'll have roster flexibility, and I, I think I like roster flexibility more than anything. So, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> you really, you really like James Hart. Huh? Okay, I, I, I like him. Hard. You know what? I'm a little biased. <laughs> I've had him two years in a row on my fantasy basketball team, so I've been confused. I've Never been, confuse I've, fantasy basketball. With I've been here. watching him, and I'm like, yo, this guy's box score, solid as hell. <laughs> yes, does he give up defensive possessions? Sure. I don't see it. I'm looking at a box score. <laughs> yeah, so. And yeah, he, he, he guards uh, slow people very, very well. 
I would say that. Like if like he if you're slow and you turn your back to the basket, he he'll he'll do okay. If you're fast, <laughs> probably not, you know. I'm just saying. Oh, <laughs> it just hurts my soul to think yeah. about it. Oh, God, they, like there, are, there's a, a short list of guys in the NBA that I just like. Please never be a Clipper. Please never be a Clipper. Please never be a Clipper. And James Harden's on that on that list. When like, oh. I forgot what year I forgot what year it was. It was probably 2011, maybe 12. There was a guy on my short list that I just never wanted to be a Clipper, and his name was Sasha Vujacic. And he played for the Lakers, always flicking back his eyebrows and just being extremely annoying. And I was a Clipper watching a Clipper fan watching Lakers basketball and watching this guy just get just try to get the crowd pumped up because he made he went one for four from the three point line. And it just it used to drive me nuts. And then the Clippers had the audacity. This is probably why Donald Sterling left. Had the the audacity <laughs> to get Sasha Vujacic, and I was I was legit like there was a there was a half there was a part of me that was like I might not be able to watch the, the team for the rest of the year, I might not be able to do it. Luckily, he didn't he didn't stay long. I but, don't I don't think he played more than a handful of games either. Yeah, he like, was he he was on the back of that bench. That yeah. was the Del Negro era. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. No, for the record, Sterling didn't leave. He was he was thrown out of the party. Yeah. Absolutely, yes, uh, yes, yes. Deservedly and, so. And and what why he was kicked out was a lot more serious than getting social view check. I I I will I will say that, but for real, for real. Yeah. Uh but yeah, I, I'll never forgive him for what what, what year was it? 2015, the 2015 playoffs. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh I don't even want to talk about it. Yeah. Pardon. Well, my wife has a really nasty nickname for him, and she's the sweetest person in the world. <laughs> it's the only nasty nickname she's ever made up. She really dislikes James Harden. Oh. And I think that's my fault. I think I might have rubbed off. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think right now, because there's even a few players that I don't like that I wouldn't mind if they were someday Clippers. I think like I am too deep into it to be like, well, is that guy worth the contract or is that guy worth this? Like that's a different scenario. But if contracts weren't a thing, um, two players that I still to this day have I have a feeling could someday be just like the 14th or 15th person at the end of our bench, and I'm gonna hate it. One would be Draymond Green. Draymond Green, <laughs> I knew that was coming. Yeah, yeah. If Draymond Green, for whatever reason, was a Clipper at some point, which I I would be surprised. I think he wants to retire as a Warrior, so I would be surprised. But you never know. And the other is Luca. If Luca, doughy ass, was ever on our team. <laughs> And he he still cannot do any if he couldn't do any of the things he's doing now, if he couldn't do anything, but he was still on our team, I would be so frustrated. <laughs> uh, Jesse, do you have any any additions to your to your list or any players you just would never? No, you basically name the two the top two people I hate the most. Um, uh, one I wouldn't also mention, and you know, there's always a possibility he could come back to retire with us. The CP3. I do not want to see him in the Clippers jersey ever again. Uh, he can go retire somewhere else. Go with New Orleans. Uh, I wonder if New Orleans hates him right now. Oh, they do. <laughs> I, I believe they were there was some FU CP3 chants going on in the arena last night. <laughs> so yeah, I, I would too. He always he always just like 
I don't know what it is. He kicks his he kicks his leg out, and then he gets mad that he kicks somebody, and, and it yeah. just it just drives me nuts. <laughs> like, the, thing that, the thing that irritates me is like whenever it's a post like a post game uh, interview, he's like talking about it. You can clearly hear the booze, and he's like, you know what, man, I love this town. You know, this town raised me, and just like, dude, get the hell out of here. <laughs> like, he's trying to win the fan. <laughs> yeah it's, he did it's, that with the clippers he did that mm-hmm. uh, it's no nah, get the hell out of here man we don't care i i could just picture cp3 nursing like a really sore quad and he was out for half the year just yelling at whoever's on the court and it's like dude just stop like ty Lue would probably tell him to shut up like <laughs> you <he would> enter <laughs> the bench tell him to shut up and then i don't know tell jason powell to like hey if he didn't hear me tell him to shut up i want you to tell him i told him to shut up <laughs> um so oh and yeah. put Jay Crowder on my list too, just for fun. Oh, okay. Put Jay Crowder he, he, on my list. He too. seems like a t- uh, the, the, yeah. the kind of guy that that we, is a good one. We could have 15 wings on our team, and then we'd still trade for him or sign him, <laughs> yeah. and we'd be like, "Oh God, why is he there?" Why? I, I don't. I don't need a guy who's going to shoot 22 percent from the three point line, and and then basically flagrant foul, foul the, the the star player on the other team, and we're just like, "Why is he out there?" <laughs> like we don't need this. Uh, so. Going all the way back to Marcus Morris, I guess. We, sure. We, we, uh, the wording of the information we got made it sound like he'd be part of a package. Mm-hmm. So some names we, as Clipper fans and Clippers Twitter, we've all, we've all noticed that they're probably, you know, names in that package would be Zoo, maybe. Maybe a Luke Kennard. Uh, some hot takes. Norman Powell, maybe. Mm-hmm. Uh, any is what's I, I don't know how to explain how to ask this but like <laughs> do we want to like power rank who we don't want to go <laughs> and, and and how would it be okay if they went I guess as how I want to explain that because it's like you like you said if we got Rudy Gobert you would you would hate it but you would yeah. eventually accept him on the team if, if we were to make a consolidation deal, which included Zoo, it would have to be for another five. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because we're not going into next season with unrestricted free agent Isaiah Hardenstein, only the MLB to sign him with, or minimums at the center. That's a disaster. If Clipper, fan, if Clipper fans hate our center play now, imagine, yeah, just, imagine Hart playing 25 minutes a night, guarding the best center on every team. And and fouling out halfway through the third quarter every week. Third quarter is uh, pretty generous. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I don't. I just don't see Zoo going. You don't, you're not going to get a better deal than that. And then when you look at what he does and what he consistently does, the fact that he's out there, he never misses games. Not failure to re-sign him. This game just got interesting, didn't it? Yeah, failure, it got to re, <laughs> failure to re, re-sign him for the 15 mil per is going to be like front office malpractice. Mm -hmm. A guy who's on the court every night and who averages close to a double double when you give him the minutes to do it, you know, he only averages 24 minutes a night right now. I just like to see Ty give a little more leash to him Mm -hmm. and then his box score will look more impressive. The first number in the box score is minutes for a reason. You know what I mean? Uh, but then as far as the other guys, I would have to just shrug my shoulders. I mean, I love Mark. I love Marcus Morris. I love Mo. But do I think he would be happier in another situation? 
where you know maybe he's playing maybe he's playing with his brother i've always i've been saying that for a long time maybe if he got together with keith again that that would be the ideal situation for him maybe going to miami or something like that um what does miami have to offer i don't know is marquee even going to be there next year i don't know no that's true um, I didn't it's just that, it's yeah. just one of those things I, I mean i'd like to see him happy because when he's happy he's at his best mm-hmm. uh you know you look back at his time in in new york the team was terrible but he was lighting it up because he was having a, having a blast um mm-hmm. i don't know i'd hate to see mcgo but i i think he's probably the most expendable of the group when it comes what? to skill sets what about Luke Kennard? Uh, I think that trading away the trading away the uh, yeah. Hold on, the, I'm doing a celebration dance. Uh, no, Trade, I'll let the Jazz one. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm rooting for the Jazz for two reasons. Number one, I really dislike Luca. And number two, if the Jazz do make a deep run, maybe they won't blow it up, and trading for Rudy Gobert goes off the table. Oh, you know what? There you go. That's a way to look at it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think trading Luke Kennard as the, as the NBA's leading three-point shooter when he's on a really team-friendly contract locked up for the next four years, through or three more years, would be foolish. Yeah, that's, that's a good way to put it. To, to put it mildly. Plus, I like the way the team plays with Luke on the floor when they say, hey, we got to hunt Luke, because that forces them to move the ball. It forces them to make the extra passes. Yeah. That being said, I do want Luke to get, you know, uh, like a cattle prod every once in a while when he fails to shoot the open shot, but, or even the contested shot, shoot it. That's what you're there for. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I just don't, I don't want us to trade Luke. I don't want us to trade Zoo. I could see us trading Mook. I can, I can see us trading Norman Powell. I really do. I don't know that there's a perfect fit there, but I would like to see it too. Mm-hmm. You the, know? The, yeah. We, uh, we don't know yeah. what they're going to look like on the court together. Luke, yeah, I'd be pretty bummed if we traded Luke because you could tell, like, although you could quote unquote say we were missing Kawhi the most, we haven't seen Kawhi play in over a year. So at this right. point, we've seen Luke Kennard play with the guys that were out there for the play in situations. Mm-hmm. We really missed Luke Kennard spacing on the court both games. Yeah. If we had Luke Kennard in that Pels game, then we probably could have done a lot more substitutions and changing out of players. Reggie Absolutely. couldn't have got a rest and stuff like that. Norman Powell, when we when the trade happened, and even when we were in the playoffs last year, I had that feeling of like, do we need someone who could just go out there and get a bucket? We just need that extra person who could just come up. Like Utah has Jordan Clarkson like, and like Lou Williams. Like Lou Williams. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes, absolutely. And so I feel like we got that in Norman Powell now. It's just, in my opinion, he is a starting caliber player who is does not really have a spot in the starting lineup that we're going to have with Kawhi back so we'll we'll see how if he's okay coming off the bench if that becomes an issue then I really do think it's like all right we we need to start allocating money to somebody who's okay coming off the bench named Luke Kennard or something and let Norman Powell's nice contract and skill set allow us to get somebody else but I'm still on board of not trading anybody. But if, if it's like someone was like, well, Lawrence Frank, if you don't make a trade, you're getting fired. So he's like, all right, I'm going to have to make a trade. Then these are the players like Mook is obvious, the obvious one. And then, you know, I, I think I'd rather keep Luke and zoo over Norman Powell. I'm sure there's a lot of people who are going to listen to this podcast and think I'm absolutely I mean, insane. 
Yeah, they'll, uh, they'll be they'll flip out at you, but at the same time, you know, it's like okay, so I like Norman Powell a lot. Mm-hmm. He's played what seven games for us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe maybe over a course of a whole season, I'll see the whole absolutely the whole, the whole package, and I'll be oh, I'll, I'll say on the the podcast next year, like hey, I drink some dip juice then. <laughs> you know, <That's> like, yeah. <laughs> you know, we, we, we got to be honest that we can make mistakes. Uh, I just want to, I've but we know these are known commodities in Ibiza Zubats and Luke Bernard, and they put up those numbers over the course of a full season. And Norman Powell was, was very good in most of the games that he played for us this year, not in the two play-in games, which is a bad time to have his worst two games as a Clipper because outside of those two games, he was really good. Yeah. So I don't know, just, I want to see the whole team. It's the desperation to see the whole team. Like this is why I wanted them to play in the first round of the playoffs. So we got yeah. more of that feel. Uh, losing those two games is heartbreaking. You know what? Maybe yeah. I'm not over that. You know, this this is probably the best I've handled a Clippers in, into a season, though, in probably a decade. So I, I think I'm handling it pretty okay, even probably 15 years or so, because I, I used to handle those. It, it would be like mid-January when I was already heartbroken. <laughs> it would be like seven games into the season, just like, uh, you know, when you lose Ellen Brand, but you pick up Ryan Gomes kind of thing, you're just like, all right, this is yeah. this is tough. Uh, Jesse, what are so some packages might happen? Uh, what are your thoughts on if we had to let some people go? No, I completely agree with you guys. Zoo is a must keep um, for basically all the reasons that Trent has stated. Luke Kennard needs to stay like his contract is the best for our team. Um and you guys mentioned before that we haven't really seen Norman Powell, you know, with the whole crew. Um, but that being said, we know that Luke Kennard can play off ball. He can play, you know, better defense. Um, obviously, Norman Powell offensively offers more uh, for us. But I just I've seen Luke Kennard with this team, especially with the second unit, and he's played really phenomenal. Uh, and we saw a little glimpse when he played with PG, how much spacing he was getting and how he was just letting the ball go. Um, so I'm more willing to let go of Norman Powell, you know, in that situation. I'm not saying do it. I'm just saying that if we had to and there was a move to be made, I'd be OK with Norman Powell. But mm-hmm. I want to see this team run back. Uh, I'm there's too many what, what, what ifs, you know. Maybe we just haven't fallen in love with Norman yet. That's probably it. Like, do, I, do you I think I'm, we just need more games. I, I think so. I'll be honest with you. I think it doesn't help Norman's ca- uh, cause. Or I don't know if I'm how I'm wording this correctly. It's it doesn't help Norman's point with us that the fact that we're looking at that trade and Rocco's the one that we're like, hey. Out of everybody on this entire roster, including Kawhi, we need to keep Rocco. <laughs> uh, you know, so I think like the fact that Rocco has stepped up and been very good, and I think it just shows how bad the Blazers have handled these these players because these these him, Larry Nance Jr., uh, CJ, and Norman have all left the team and have done well in other places. That Norman's first half against the Timberwolves was very good. Mm-hmm. He 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 played very well when we first got him. It's just we played juggernauts of teams, and those juggernauts handled very well. So it's it's uh, yeah, it's one of those things where it's just 
like you said, it might sound stupid at this point to say say like maybe Norman Powell is the one out of everybody, but at the same time, it's we've seen Luke play with these guys, we've seen Zoo play with, and hell, we've seen Zoo play with Kawhi and Paul George. He has great chemistry with both of them, and you could you could even make the case that, and this is maybe why you don't bring in another grid player. I know that sounds ridiculous, but you 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 kind of saw Ty Lue, especially in the playing situations, kind of have that like, well, technically Norman Powell's the best player out of some of these guys. I'm gonna play the best player technically. But he was gassed, he wasn't playing well, he was cold, he was cold against the Pels. Yeah, he's out there. And yeah. and do I fault Ty for that? No, because he's technically the best player, you know? And I think Ty just has not seen enough himself yet to be able to make that call of being like, for example, if Mook is not shooting well and you know he's not going bring to anything, bring anything defensively, maybe that's the time you put Rocco. And then we all felt that way against in the Minnesota game. I mean, yeah, in the Minnesota game. Yeah. Uh, but in most cases, we would trust that Tyloo would make that call. It's I just don't know if Tyloo knew how to figure out what to do with Norman yet. And by next year, I think it would all be figured out. Uh, that broken foot really just derailed everything that we could have learned about Norman yeah. Powell. And that's yeah. just... Uh, I don't know what move we're going to make. I fear that we've got a consolidation move coming, maybe for a point guard, which would potentially be like the discussion has to go to Reggie to say, Hey man, we want you to be our sixth man. And for the record, the Clippers love their six men. Lou will, he, he was, would be, a, he would be a good one. He absolutely. Would be. He's got a great skill set to be a microwave. Don't worry about anything. Just go out there and play, be free, have fun, do the, you know, the Crawford or the Williams, just do the Jackson, you mm-hmm. know, just go out there and blast it out and have fun. Do, do you, um, how do you feel about a backup point guard and letting Reggie start? Well, then now you're going to run into more more questions about if we bring in another point guard, mm-hmm. some guard has to go out because we've got Terrence Mann who's technically a guard who's got to get guard minutes. We got Luke who's a guard who's got to get guard minutes. Reggie's a guard got to get guard minutes, and uh, Norman Powell. So one of them's got to go out to bring in that other guy. Otherwise, we've, we've still got a log jam minutes-wise. So I don't know. This is going to be crazy. And keep in mind, we're going to bring in a second-round pick, most likely, next year. Mm-hmm. Unless, we, unless we package that with something. I don't know. Are we allowed to package that pick now that it's yeah. been decided with yeah. a player? Yeah. Okay. I, I so, maybe, so. On, on draft night, I think you can. Okay. I was going to say, I don't – yeah, okay. Because there's no trading going on. Right. Yeah, because I was like, I was trying to think because I remember there's some weird rule that you couldn't. Ah, maybe I'm maybe I'm super off base here that you couldn't package something because of draft night rules. Like you could do player for player, but you couldn't do that pick plus player. I could be I could be totally wrong. Uh Um, But like, all right, we have a second round pick, so keep in mind that's a roster spot too. And most likely, if we keep our two way guys and Xavier Moon and. And uh, Jay Scrub, who I think we need to resign to that two way. That's a second round pick that's going to take up another roster spot, unless we just trade the rights for nothing. You know, with so. Jason Preston, uh, who's going to take up a roster spot. Brandon Boston Jr. <laughs> We've got I a do, log jam. 
Ideally, those two would be the end of the bench guys that are playing the G League most nights. But if there's an injury or, you know, COVID's not COVID's not going away, you know, those are guys that you could have play for us in, in certain tough situations. But or like you said, you need players that are going to play when we're up by 30 or down by 32. So ideally, yeah, yeah. Jesse's like Rodney's coming back, man. Yeah. So, so how happy would you be if Ronnie Hood came back, Jesse? Oh, it just brings back that tattoo aspiration. Yeah. (laughs) You know how dope it would be if, for whatever reason, the Clippers trade away the second round pick and we have an extra roster spot. We don't sign Hart and then just chilling in free agency is semi usually just chilling there. And the Clippers are like, Hey, we'll give you the MLE. <laughs> oh my god! We'll give you five mil, five five mil to come in here and just do yeah. some. You're, do you're losing more. credibility now, man. Yeah, I know. I know. You've I taken your role play to a whole different level. <laughs> what, what was the joke we had the other day? When uh, I think it was, uh, I read a tweet, but then it, it turned out to be false that uh, LeBron uh, had a play player option this year. I don't think he does, right? He, he no, doesn't. he's he is locked in. Yeah, he's locked in, and I was like, imagine like he he decides, declines a player option, and then Lawrence Frank offers him the MLE. <laughs> like, just like, <laughs> here you go, man. Here's five mil. Just come over here and uh, piss everybody off while you're here. Yeah, boy, you you think that the Lakers fan base hates us now? Oh, imagine, imagine a move like that happening, and they would just lose their minds. <laughs> they they would. Oh, uh, it would be. Oh, uh, they would burn down crypto. Just, <laughs> There's, just fireball it. Uh, imagine how many tweets are gonna have like Kobe plus the greater than symbol to the LeBron. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there are well, they're already the villagers are are restless over there anyway. So yeah, I don't know. They're, they're looking for which to bring hey, now. If you look at us, we, we're like, man, we have way too many guys, and we can't get them all minutes. We've got so many good players, and the Lakers are like. Who's available on minimums? Who's available <laughs> on minimums? Because that's all they got to give out. It's we like, we could cool. package Kendrick Nunn, THT, <laughs> and a first round pick that we might have. I don't like Polinka's like we might have a first round pick. He's like I check that, <laughs> and he's like he's like oh, I didn't save that Excel document. Uh, let me let me see if it's on Google. <laughs> Uh, all right, I, yeah. I think the best case scenario for them is that Russell Westbrook agrees to a stretch and buy out, uh, because I just, or they move him somehow. But best best case scenario, they could trade him. Sec, second best scenario is he declines the player option and resigns for like twenty mil over twenty mil 40, 40 million, but twenty mil over two seasons or something like that. So he still gets the majority of his money, but he can stay on the team, and then they have a little bit more wiggle room. Yeah, the but, whole situation is weird though, because it feels like I mean LeBron James wants to run it back, but at the same time Westbrook doesn't <laughs> look like he wants to stay there at all based on his answers. I don't think it's so dramatic and awkward. Yeah, I don't think Westbrook's wanted to play in the NBA in the last four years. Jeez, man. <laughs> Everybody get back on the bus. <laughs> like, no, dude, we're going home. <laughs> Uh, Le- LeBron uh, said the other day that he's never going to miss the playoffs again, and I was like, "That's that's that's a uh, that's a bold play right there. Play with your son in a couple of years, dude. That's a bold ass uh, comment to make." You, you didn't read the you didn't hear the rest of the comment, which was, "I'm getting Clippers season tickets." <laughs> oh, so that, that's how he's gonna. That's how he's gonna keep going to the playoffs. 
that's uh, yeah, smart. That's very smart on LeBron's behalf, right? That's a good job. Very LeBron. intelligent move. He's he's already on the wait list for next year's playoff tickets. <laughs> wait and, list? Uh, didn't even get it. <laughs> oh yeah. Steve Ballmer says no guarantees. No, no guarantees. <laughs> I'm sorry. He's sorry, like, Mr. James. There's no guarantees for it. So uh, he's going to get be getting calls from reps like, "Hey, we don't have season tickets available, but we still have these ten game packages. Uh, we right. could get we could get you one with the Lakers in it." And <laughs> <laughs> he's like, "Sure, uh, yeah, I'll take that one. I'll take that one. I, actually, I'll already be at that Lakers game. Uh, I'll probably be in street clothes. Same thing with AD. But uh, <laughs> but uh, but uh, yeah. But uh, if you could give me something with like maybe the Suns, I don't know." <laughs> Um, and going back to LA Clips for him uh, do you guys have any final thoughts before we wrap this up uh, this is, this was such a fun season and getting to to meet you guys and interact with you and, and keeping up on Twitter and yeah, having the grace to bring me on and talk Clippers basketball has been just a joy thank you both so very much uh, I really had a blast mm-hmm. uh, I had a blast live tweeting games with you uh, I wish I could have gone to that last one but you know I got to my little one finally has her first dose of COVID vaccine. And That's good. Once, good she's fully, good. once she's fully up to speed, I'm going to be a human again. It's going to be great. Yeah. Human trance the best. A human <laughs> trance is, is different. Um, man, it, this was a great season. I had a blast watching this crazy team trying to overcome unbelievable odds. And uh, next year, the press, pressure's on. But I think that they're going to rise to the occasion. Imagine those Twitter spaces when we lose a game by 15 when everybody's healthy. <laughs> oh, it's gonna be beautiful. Oh uh, yeah. Beautiful. Uh, Jesse, you got any thoughts? Uh, my dog's barking in the background, so no, that's that's fine. Sorry. All right, cool. Yeah. No, no. Uh, this, is a dog, this is a pro dog podcast. Yeah, my my, <laughs> my dog's barked on this podcast more than once. You know. Um, no, um, I I think I'm with Trent. You know, this season was phenomenal. Um, the canoes outperformed. Um, it was sad to see how it ended. But we have a bright future, so we're looking forward to it. So I think I think a cool thing to uh, to also say is last year at this time, we didn't even have a podcast and we didn't even know Trent. And now we have those two things. Hey, yeah, that's cool. I, I could say the same thing. I have a podcast, too. It's not yeah. about basketball, but I have a podcast. <laughs> Why don't you promote your podcast while you're here? Oh, yeah. Trent Takes On. It's We're back on the air. I did two episodes this week. And then uh, Friday, I was going to do an Earth Day episode, and I got the gnarliest like migraine. I was watching the news, and suddenly I like somebody stabbed me in the face. No. And I was like, oh, my goodness. I may need to turn off the TV. Was it Fox News? I hope it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that's not on your cable package, right? No. I deleted it. Yeah. Uh, uh, Spectrum, uh, it seems that there's a Fox News. Online. Can, can you guys put that? Uh, so when people turn to it, it says that I have to like call you guys to get the channel. Yeah. Can you put that on my screen? Thank you. Appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, no, Trent takes on his back, and we're gonna do we're gonna do a, another tournament of nonsense eventually when I can get everybody back together, get the band back together. Uh, but yeah, it's Trent takes on is available wherever you get your podcasts. I'm not gonna uh, I'm not gonna boycott Spotify. I'm just gonna talk smack on them. So oh yeah, especially so if you want to take a break from listening to someone giving scientific misinformation, why don't you go to Trent takes on and leave him a rating and give him a listen. And then when you're done with that, go to Ellie Clips Forum and leave us a rating 
uh we would really appreciate you can find our podcast where you find your podcast you can find us on twitter at l uh, at la clips forum we do do twitter spaces we plan to do some during this off season we're going to record some and release them as episodes uh, i don't know how it's often cool. yeah i don't ha- know how often we're going to do it i'm very excited to hear what people have in the background of their houses when we're trying to do that it's going to be <laughs> it's going to be very exciting uh, some other stuff we're going to do in the off season we're going to do a tournament of nonsense, I think, that's Clippers-related that we'll release on this feed. And if you want, Trent, you can release it on your feed as well. And Why not? Yeah. yeah just, you know, uh, kill, two clay, kill two clay pigeons with uh, one stone. I'm trying to keep it uh, animal safe with that comment. I don't know if I did did well right there. Um, and yeah, you, you, I, I have this idea. I brought this up before. Is I want to get people on here to draft with us their all-time clippers team and it would work as it would work as a draft i don't know how many people we would get we also we obviously have to do it within a play, uh, a podcast time frame right and uh so if you if, if anybody's interested or if you know another podcast host that'd be interested uh let's get together we're gonna record it uh we'll have like an excel sheet for so we could gauge and we'll release that and then we'll vote on who has the best Clippers all-time team. But the way it would work is like if Trent was the number one pick and he picked uh, Blake Griffin, then mm-hmm. I would have to not be able to pick Blake Griffin anymore. And then the way I want to do it is you get two two-way spots to pick two Clippers that you just generally liked, even if they sucked. And those would be your two-way guys. <laughs> so they don't have to be on your roster. They don't have to be on your roster. If you just generally like them, they could be on your team. So I this plan to do that. This is the okay. part where I draft Simi Ojale and then offer to trade him to, to you. For, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to give you anything you want. I, I know you <laughs> yeah. want to give me Baron Davis. Well, if Baron Davis, Simi, oh, I, I like Baron Davis. I, would, I might have to trade you my first round pick. Like I might have to take <laughs> Semi Ojale just to be safe that he doesn't get selected in the draft. <laughs> I'm just like, all right, it's it's quiet on the board, and I'm like, ah, I don't. I, do you think Semi? Do you think Semi Ojale is still going to be on the board next round? Uh, let's go, Semi. Let's go, Semi. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, we plan to do that. I I was thinking the Clippers might have a decent playoff run this year, a decent one, maybe not the championship, but a decent one. And then I was like, we'll do this around the draft. I, I think we could probably do it sooner. Uh, we have a lot. We have a lot of time between now and stuff that's important in the offseason. So we're gonna work that out. We'll have that coming within the next month or two. But yeah, some stuff to look forward to, and we'll have more guests. We'll probably hear more more Trent and always available love you guys we appreciate you and that's our podcast and thank you trent for the outro oh you're welcome and we're out thank you for joining brian andrew and jesse sandoval for this episode of la clips forum for all the over and backs loose balls clear paths and tip-ins catch la clips forum Every week, the podcast for fans, by fans. Clipper Nation, we'll catch you on the rebound. Oh, yeah.